everyone, welcome to A Soldier's Faith, or welcome back. My name is Jason, your host. This is a faith-based podcast based on my life before, during, and after serving in the U.S. military. I'm a United States Air Force and a United States Army veteran. I spoke about a few topics, and to continue my story, this episode will cover the chapter in my career right after Army basic combat training. That's right, the dreaded first duty station, where new soldiers discover what it's like being in the real Army. My first duty station was Fort Polk, Louisiana, or as fellow soldiers have so lovingly called it, the armpit of the Army. I was stationed there in 2008 to 2011. In my opinion, this was probably my favorite duty station out of all that I've been to. Not because of fishing or hunting like most of my friends did, but because of the friends I made. They were, they were more than friends though. They were more than, they were, I guess, family more than anything. And to this day, I can reach out to any of them and they have my back. Yeah, I know. There's people that are going to listen to this and be like, Oh, big deal. They had your back. But you got to understand. I didn't have the most loved job in the military. Especially in the army. Supplies needed. Mechanics are needed. Pretty much every job in the military, as far as your typical soldier thinks... Is a necessity but as far as cooks yeah we're the lowest of the low on that proverbial totem pole but the things I did at Polk changed how I was treated there and every other duty station after you know thinking back on it <clears throat> granted this was about 15 years ago I was the average soldier. I went to PT, I did my job, and I went home. But as a cook, compared to others in my field, and compared to other soldiers in other MOSs, or military occupational specialties, I, sh- I was showing shown a little bit brighter. You know, I was, I was that torch in the darkness but like I said in past episodes I didn't go to church it was mainly because of my experience when I was in Air Force basic military training but I prayed and I I tried to stay true to God's word and I tried to be a good person so I do feel that God helped me I was the only soldier in my section that was truly mechanically inclined. Listen to past episodes, I I let you guys know that my dad was a mechanic and he pretty much taught me everything he knew while I was growing up. So when Monday rolled around, every Monday they do what's called motor stables where you go out and you make sure that your equipment, i.e. your trucks, your trailers, and everything else that you may have 
is in good working order and combat ready. So on Mondays, when I went to work, first thing in the morning on early days, I was told, hey, go to the motor pool, knock out all the motor stables for all the vehicles and go home. Make it your day. <clears throat> so pretty much on Mondays, I knew what my day consisted of. Showing up to work, being told to go take care of motor stables, and then going home. When it came to the ranges, I was expert in every system. Not because I was a good shot, but because I, I relied on my training, what I had been taught. You know, steady aim, consistent trigger squeeze, all my stances, everything. I went back to that. It was second nature. And then one day, we got a new first sergeant. Now, first sergeant's the highest enlisted of a company, for those that didn't know. And he decided that he was going to make me a saw gunner. The M249 Squad Assault Weapon. And this was his way to try and get me to fail. Well, the first field mission we had with him under us was actually a saw range. He walks up to me and he says, Hey, guys, as you're going to the field, you're gonna, uh, you're gonna go shoot while you're there. You're gonna qualify on the, uh, the saw if you can. Roger that first, Sergeant. I'd never shot it up until that point. So I went to the range, but I had a friend, well, it was a friend after I left, who was a sergeant, an E5, and I was an E4 specialist. <clears throat> he sat down with me and he told me exactly how to shoot the saw. He said, it's not going to shoot just one, it's going to shoot in three round bursts was what you want to go for. And you want to aim at the bottom of the target and you want to let it just take itself up. Well, <clears throat> needless to say, between him, what he taught me, and my determination to prove this first sergeant wrong, I did. And I was the only one to walk away that day with expert on the saw. No, oh, and as far as PT, wasn't a PT stud. But I kept Ranger Standard. Everything I kept within Ranger Standard. But with success, without having my eyes on God, came a fall. And yeah, I got cocky in my success and I started straying away. My then wife was always trying to start issues and got me in trouble more times than I can count. I can't tell you how many times I stood in front of the sergeant major's desk, which is my first sergeant's boss, getting yelled at because of things that she did. Going as far once as to threatening the housing office, saying that she would sue if they didn't fix the home that we had. Dominoes anyone? Yeah, it happened. 
worst thing about it, she <clears throat> faked pregnancy. And when my life should have been getting better, she left me. I wasn't mad about her leaving me. Honestly, if she wasn't happy, I'd rather her be somewhere else. What I was mad about is she stole my car, took almost everything I owned that was in the house, leaving me only with a TV, an Xbox 360, my military-issued gear, my military uniforms, a few civilian clothes, and a cot. Not even a bed. She left me with a military cot to sleep on. <clears throat> a few weeks after she left, though, I graduated Warrior Leadership School. Or Warrior Leadership Course, WLC. Which is not even a thing anymore. And I got the worst news about four weeks after I, I graduated that school. Walked into work on a Monday, ready to get up, get at him, and get everything rolling. My NCO, not commission officer, she looks at me and she says, I've got some news for you. I hear that, I think, oh, cool. I'm getting a promotion, something like that. No. She looks at me and she says, you've come down on orders. Okay. My wish list was huge. I had Hawaii. I had uh, Fort Bragg, North Carolina. I had uh, Guam. I had Germany. I had Italy. I had all these places where anyone would love to be. She looks at me and she says, no know where you want to be she said uh, you're going to Korea it's at this point when I realized that I was about to leave the country <clears throat> that I I turned my back on God and it wasn't because I was angry because I was going to Korea but it was the fear and uncertainty what was about to happen I began to drink <clears throat> a lot okay so when I say a lot it was about two handles which is roughly a liter of Jägermeister each weekend every weekend and most of the time I was showing up to work drunk I was just I was decimated because I didn't know what was going on. A friend of mine around that same time decided she wanted to hook me up with a friend because of everything that was going on and it ruined a lot of relationships. Yeah, I wasn't in the right place and I was actually with someone that, that mattered to me course this who is now my ex-wife decided to tell this woman that you know I left her to be with her <clears throat> but uh yeah the chick that my friend hooked me up with 
after about two years, ended up becoming my wife. And I'd like to have this whole heartfelt story of it was love, first sight, whatever. No. Sadly, I look back on it now, it was it was because one day she texted me, said she was pregnant. Look, I'm not perfect, and I've sinned. A lot. A whole lot. But the word says, all have sinned and fall short of the grace of God. And that's me, Mr. Fall Short, flat on his face. I was praying and trying to be a good Christian, but I was too distracted with drinking and having fun that God really wasn't a thought. But I did feel like God was protecting me and guiding me, even though I wasn't really listening. I kind of should have put this in the beginning. But my podcast is raw. It's a raw struggle that I've had as a Christian in and out of the military. Honestly, not all is good. Polk had some great times, but as far as my walk in in Christ, it was probably the worst or second worst. You know, I see it this way. No matter how far we stray, how far we fall from God's grace. If we turn around, he's right there with open arms, ready to pick us up, give us that hand we need. And all we have to do is ask him for help, forgiveness, and repent. I just wish I would have known that sooner in life. But after all that that happened in Polk, January in 2011, I flew from Alexandria, Louisiana, to Seoul, Korea. Actually, Osan, Korea. Osan Air Base is where I landed. And at that, that chapter's done. The next episode, Korea. You thought some of those struggles were hard? When you hear what I went through in Korea, you'll understand how much bigger the struggles can get. But I want to thank you all for listening. I pray you all that you'll you'll stay safe and keep well. God bless.